motherhood is hard. And it's extra hard when there are trials and tribulations that we face as women. Things that we could never have expected. And yet, we still have to show up. And I say have to, but honestly, we still get to show up. We still have breath. There's still purpose in our life and our existence. And especially for the loved ones around us who need us. Especially when they're little. And today's podcast guest, Christina, she seriously had to walk through some things I would never, ever hope for anyone. And yet she's still breathing. And it's the exact reason that she started her blog, Faith Free Hope. It's why she has her coaching business and her community. And it's why she says yes to motherhood, even despite really tragic grief, loss. And yet she still has experienced love, great love in the midst. So if any of these pieces of her story greet you, I just, I hope that you sit in the peace that is her voice and the hope that is her story and the precious love and adoration of our Father. And just know that you have the potential and the full power to keep your Even if today you cry, even if tomorrow you cry, the oceans never stop moving even on a calm day. This is your God wink, the moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that, so I'm wondering... If you're wondering, what is this? Well, this is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit and who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hi-yo! We are so excited to be here together today to introduce the one and only Christina Reisinger. We're so excited. She has the Faith Breathe 
Hope podcast. And if you need to know or take anything away from this right now, it is the power of understanding identity and purpose, right? And we align in that. She's also a fellow coach, specifically around grief and emotions. And so I have a feeling because I always come to this table open-hearted and open-minded and just ready for an opportunity of conviction. I, I know that's a weird way to like enter into any setting, but I kind of do it daily um, because I found that every time I have conviction, I get to become more like Christ. And that's why we're here, right? Always becoming and knowing that. So Christine, I'm so grateful for you. I've I've read your story. I've seen your incredible um, just deposits into the world. You've had a Kingdom Women's Conference. Uh, you're a, also a, photo- a photographer, which I love, a speaker and an author. And so you can really take the floor and dive into any area that you are most passionate about right now, but we're going to unpack all the pieces of your story. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. This is something kind of new for me, even though I do podcasts. I'm excited to see how this works and just be here with you today. Um, So I guess I'll just start off by telling you how I got to where I am right now. Uh, Four years ago, a little over four years ago, uh, my husband and I lost our fourth child. And so I just, I'm kind of a, well, I'm a type A personality, jump into everything, do everything, um, and started a blog and worked on, uh, actually, uh, I think it's an MLM, it's a health and wellness company, Um, thinking that I was going to go back to work. I had taught before I had children, took some time off to get my master's or work on my master's and just never went back. And so this kind of pushed me into this place of, Hey, I need to cope and I have to be busy or I'm going to be in the bed all the time, not doing anything, feeling sorry for myself. And I don't have that option because I have three small children at home to take care of. Um, so that turned into writing my first book, being certified as a grief coach. And then questions started coming up. It's, you know, where, where am I going with this? What am I doing with this? Am I a traditional coach? Do we do one-on-ones? Do we do groups, which I've done? Um, And I still do, but I am the square peg in the round hole kind of girl and uh, things I have to do differently than a lot of other people. I just, I don't know if it's boredom or just excitement and, you know, all the things. And um, then this piece to whether I have a Christian business or if I'm just a Christian with a business came up. And I noticed that a lot of women, a lot of women are going through this. This this thing comes into their mind and they don't know. They want to honor God in what they're doing, um, but maybe they want to serve everybody. <laughs> you know, they don't want to just yeah. serve Christians. Yeah. And um, so that's how the, the, the Kingdom Women Summit Series was born. And it was the first uh, that we were going to do just in January was the only one we were going to do. And uh, as we continue to pray, it turned into four. Um, before that, the only uh, virtual summit I had done was uh, a grief symposium, which we do every year. But uh, I was excited to it. And we'll just see what God is, is doing for us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that you said, I don't know if it's like energy or if it's boredom, <laughs> but you just keep going. And the, what you said at the very beginning actually struck home with me is this understanding of I need to get busy or I'm going to be in bed. And, and, that, and that's a, I feel like a commonplace for people, especially for me. And, and knowing that if I was to have stayed in bed, while raising two small children, while trying to pursue my marriage, while trying to close out the experience of two businesses, and also to try and find myself in the midst of a lot of pain, 
I would have, well, I wouldn't be here today. Let's just put it that way. Depression sets in, anxiety sets in, fear sets in, and the enemy wants that. He wants control in every single area of your weakness. And yet God says, no, no, no. Like I get to come in and fill those spaces and give you the people and give you the circle and the people and the the heart set and the mindset. And honestly, the identity's always been there, right? He's he's formed us before we were in our mother's womb. He's known us and he knows us in this very moment and in every trial that we're about to go into, but it can feel hard. And bed or busy is a crazy place to be. So as you were activating, as you were getting busy after this loss of your daughter, and you actually have multiple stories around loss and grief. So do you want to unpack what those are? And then I can kind of ask and segue into the transformation of that. Um, I was so sorry, you cut it's out okay. the last little bit. I didn't actually hear the question. That's okay. So, so my sorry. question was, no, it's okay. I see the, the glitch in tech, y'all. We prayed over this before we got on here. We're not going <laughs> to let the enemy win. So my question was specifically around um, understanding that you've actually gone through multiple layers of loss um, and a lot around your children. And so just wanting to hear a bit about that story and how, um, and then I'll ask you a follow-up question to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you know, when, when we talk about loss and we talk about being able to get out of bed and, uh, you know, not allow um, the opportunity for the enemy to come in, because when we're in bed, what we're doing is we're allowing our minds to just um, think too much. And that's an opportunity for the devil to come in and just take over and take advantage of our loss, take advantage of our grief. And, um, so being able to say, hey, I'm going to act the opposite and get up and, and start doing something, uh, it's not necessarily uh, ignoring and, you know, you still have to go through all those emotions and everything. But we did uh, have a lot of loss. I mean, our daughter was in the NICU for five and a half months, and then we were able to bring her home with full nursing care for five months before she passed away. Um, so you have the grief even before the passing. And yeah. then after that, you know, we have different things with our other kids. Uh, we have one child. Uh, she's our actually youngest right now. Um, and she uh, de-gloved her finger. And I think we decided it was in October. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody doesn't know what that is, um, she wrapped her finger around a cord and then uh, fell off of, of the couch. And so what was interesting is that I had just announced the kingdom women group on Facebook. I had just started building it to start talking about the summits and whatever this, this thing was that the Lord was leading me to. And I felt like, you know, Oh, from the fear, uh, there was a lot of fear from losing our other child. And so that doesn't, that's one of my struggles. And so it all was welling back up. But then I also felt like there was a place of growth in that where God was saying, you know what, you're building a community of women and you are, you are strong because he's made me strong, right? He's the only reason that I have that, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I want to, I want to say something about that too. You have to make that choice. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, you can choose to stay in the bed. You can choose to, as awful as it sounds to allow the enemy to creep in, or you can make that choice to continue to move forward uh, and, and, and pursue God and pursue what he has for you and say, you know what, I'm laying this at your feet because I cannot handle this. This is so heavy. And this is not something that 
flesh can bear. And I need you, Lord, to, to do that. Did I, did I go out? <laughs> Just a little bit, but I got, I got the, like, yeah. Yeah. Your flesh, like oh, not so wanting. It's okay. It's okay. It's the recognition of that. And like your flesh is often trying to take over. And yet our heart has the desire for more. And so it's that choice. I love that you said that because it ultimately is. And and God gives us free will, like, right? And and oftentimes we ask ourselves, like, why is this happening? And if you go back to the series of choices, of course, you can't you can't notate the choice by which your daughter isn't here with you anymore, or by which the, you know, the finger that got removed in the midst of you trying to pursue further your kingdom calling, right? It's a hard thing to process, but there's choices in the midst of it. You can lean into that faith or you could stand and lean into that fear. Mm-hmm. And, and I really felt like the growth aspect in, in that situation for, you know, we had just started the kingdom women group and everything was the God, God really laying it on my heart that we need each other in community because where I'm weak, you know, obviously he's strong, but we also depend on one another and have fellowship and we can walk with one another in our journey towards the the Lord and uh, serve one another and pray for one another and, you know, pray over one another when we can't, you know, I've certainly been in situations where it's hard to pray, you know, it's hard when you go through things and uh, there's definitely been a place where I said, God, I've got nothing. I just, I just miss her. That's about all I could say. Yeah. So. I, I just can't. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking through my own my own babies, right? And the passion that you have for each child individually, and the grief mm-hmm. that goes along that. And you specifically said it's like a grieving, even though they're still here, and then knowing that you're going to be grieving again. Um, I've had several friends, um, one specifically coming to mind, that had to walk through that season and that grieving process when they're here, right? It is, it's hard and it feels wrong and you feel, um, yeah, you feel like, it, I don't even know how you feel fully because I haven't done it, but I remember walking alongside her. And so understanding that in community through your summit, through the pursuit of your huge God dream of like being there in grief coaching. I mean, wow, it's, it's a noble thing to do because I'm sure there's a lot of emotions of trigger that happen in that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so when you think about the the outcome, the transformation of, of actually daily choosing that faith over fear, what does that look like? Oh, goodness. So it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of, are you sure, God, that I'm supposed to be here? This is not the space that I, I would have ever put myself in. I mean, I was actually getting my uh, master's in addiction counseling, which wow. is a little bit different. And I thought, well, I'm supposed to serve people in this area of emotions and you know, being able to move forward. And that was one of the things that we said when Isabella was here, uh, when we talked to her doctors was that we're going to just continue to move forward one step at a time. I think I use the the phrase stair steps at a time, like I'm climbing, you know, because it's very much when we have trials in life, like you're climbing a mountain or something. And so I said, I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other, and I'm just going to keep going. And what I've realized that it's, it's all about perseverance. It's all about uh, trust and obedience and knowing that we go through all of these things in life. And it's not just the loss of a child. It's, it's any kind of grief, any kind of loss. Um, But God is there with us and he wants us to trust him 
And um, <clears throat> no, it's not always going to be okay. You know, you're going to be sad. You're going to have to feel those emotions. Uh, but he is going to be there with you and he helps you grow from it. He helps you um, when you make the choice to follow him, to grow and to, to actually serve his kingdom. And, and I don't know, I'm sure you found that with your podcast too. It's like when I started my podcast, I just wanted people to know that they weren't alone. And, you know, when I continued to, to do more and more episodes, I figured out that, hey, it helps my guests when they tell their story. And then it also helps me. It, like it wasn't for me. I didn't think it was for me, but really it is. It's very, it's full circle. I say that often about the book writing process, and I know that you're an author as well, but I am still in the midst of writing my first full book. I've written and authored a co-authored experience book, and even just a chapter, even just getting you know that journaling experience in, you know that journaling is for you and God in that time, but when you know that you're writing something and you're doing it specifically because you're about to share your mess, right? You're creating your message for the world to hear and see and break free from the same thing that you might have walked through. It's like the addiction thing that you brought up. I keep thinking, as you said that, that it's, you know, in, in programs like AA, right? Alcohols and Al Alcoholic Anonymous, that you have to choose the coin every single day. And you just wake up and you say, today, I'm not going to drink. And today I'm going to choose faith. And today I'm going to find joy. Right. And so knowing that it really is that stair stepper experience where it's just day by day sometimes. And honestly, entrepreneurism is day by day. Like people think it's like glitz and glam. You're on camera all the time and you got you have to put your lips on. Right. And it's like the recognition that there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like tech glitches. If you saw my desk right now, it's like cords everywhere. And it's just the recognition that like everything isn't shiny. Everything about, you know, these beautiful family photos that you have on your website, these beautiful photos that you have about life after losing a loved one, which we're going to dive into. There's a story behind that. And when we come to the table in humanity and openness, it allows other people to say yes to the stare. Hmm. Yes. And, you know, I think that there is a, a balance, too, between um saying, you know what, I'm, I'm overly professional because that was me. Like I have to come to the table, like even with the grief coaching, how can I serve other people when I'm still crying because I miss my child? Well, I'm going to probably forever cry over her. And it's, it's not even a day-to-day -day thing. It's sometimes a moment-to-moment -moment thing. I'm not saying that I cry every single day, you know, it, but it's something that we have a lifetime to live with and it gets better and you learn from it. And for instance, with me, I'm now able to see her life as a gift rather than something that had been stolen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, with the, the entrepreneur, you come in and you think that you're supposed to be a certain way. Is it I'm supposed to present myself as um, being an authority mm -hmm. on everything or am I supposed to just um you know, word vomit, everything that's going on in my life, you know, and, and I, for me personally, I think there's some kind of a balance, you know, many people have told me, oh, well, you've got little kids because we started homeschooling this year and, you know, oh, it's just natural. Everybody, you know, everybody needs to know that you're human, but I really struggled with that, you know. <laughs> Likewise, I, I didn't continue it, but when it happened and I had to, Whew, it was a lot to juggle. It's a lot to juggle. And I think that's the most important thing for us to realize. Like people have one perspective, whether that's your highlight reel. I, I don't encourage highlight reels. I encourage you to be vulnerable and transparent in those places. But 
it's okay if that's the choice that you make, if professionalism is the air that you need to hold. Like if I was a lawyer, right, or, or a judge, I couldn't go out and put like every single component of my life in that regard for my clients to receive. They'd be like, oh, she's going through a divorce, but she's a divorce attorney. That's interesting, <laughs> right? Like, and it happens. It does happen. And, and that's where grace comes into play. But that's a whole nother conversation. It's the realization that you might only see one piece of the puzzle, but there's a lot of other pieces to the puzzle that we on a daily basis are maneuvering. And whether that's something in secret, something like grief, something where you're in the shadows still and it's still a lie and you've yet to air it to even God himself who already sees it, by the way, but you're holding out, is, is this knowing that these areas like entrepreneurship where imposter syndrome can set in and you're like, I am still grieving and yet I am a grief coach. Well, I am still building my business and I am a business coach. You're always in that state of becoming. We're always in that state. And this morning on our Clubhouse Rise and Grind um, Breakfast with Champions, we were talking all about evolution, right? And so we are always in evolution. And when you're stopping, when you're stopping that evolution process, you're inhibiting your purpose because God wants us to become more like him, just like we said at the very beginning, so I'm curious, as you stepped into like being an author and writing about it, like what was the angle that you took with your book specifically through everything that you went through? Uh, when I started actually blogging and I started uh, the blog, well, when I started blogging, uh, I didn't realize that it was a coping strategy. I didn't uh, realize good. that it was actually for me. I thought that I was you know, talking to other moms saying, Hey, you're going to be okay. I'm going to be your cheerleader. Even though I just lost my own daughter, I'm going to cheer you on. And the same thing with the book. I knew I had wanted to write a book and I actually ended up hiring a coach. And when I hired the coach, we talked about what to write about. I I didn't go into it saying, Oh, that I'm going to write about losing my daughter, you know, or, or life after losing a loved one. Um, you know, I went in it thinking even I might write a cheesecake cookbook. I didn't know. I just wanted to write. <laughs> and, uh, what happened was that I ended up uh, writing uh, life after uh, losing a loved one. And, you know, I go through different stages of grief, but even now, uh, four years or a couple years later, anyways, um, I realized that, you know, it's not, it's not going to ever be the same for anybody. You know, you may go through one stage and you may skip a stage and you may go back to the stage. And so, but the the angle for that was to show people that they're, again, they're not alone. You can find hope. You can be strong. You know, um, you you can can be able to walk forward and have purpose after big events happen in your life. You don't have to find yourself in this place where you're paralyzed. And um, it was just really to encourage other people because what happened was I went on uh, like Facebook and things like that. And, um, I was finally able to allow myself to look at some of these groups that I was not able to do emotionally yeah. while she was here. Yeah. Um, and everybody was sad. Mm-hmm. It, it just made me cry because, you know, I would just continuously read these stories and I noticed that I was getting depressed and, you know, I wanted to like hug these people and tell them, Hey, you know what? You don't have to be here the rest of your life. God wants you to be, um, to have, goodness. I mean, to experience his goodness, to have joy. He, he doesn't want you to like, just start doing cartwheels after you have a loss right. or anything like that. I mean, he, but he wants to open his arms and wrap them around you and comfort you. And there were so many people out there that didn't, they didn't believe this. They, I don't know if they don't know it or they just, they don't believe it. They feel like, 
there's no moving forward that they would rather not be here, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it's a very real thing. The first time you ever laugh, the first time you ever cry when, when somebody uh, dies and it's just, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that completely. And you said something that resonated a lot with me, which is it's not ever going to be the same. Um, and it's this recognition that there again comes choices, right? If you're recognizing that your life is living in a cyclical zone, if you are on the same cycle and the same trauma or the same trigger or the same trial are coming in your way as a roadblock, there's a choice. And there are ways to inhibit that same placement. Now, the grief might always be there, but day by day, you are replenished, you are renewed, you are given that comfort from our comforter to say, you can keep going. He'll give you a new dream. He'll give you a new passion. He'll bring life or a memory in such a beautiful way that you can grasp hold of that on that day. And so there's many like Christian songs that say like, it's never going to be the same. Like it'll never be the same. Now that I know you, God, my life will never be the same. And that was when all the cycles, all the patterns, all the coping mechanisms of my life we're finally set to the side. Now, to say that I'm in my state of perfection, by no means, coping mechanisms, talk about bed to busy. Like, I'm a, I, <laughs> people are like, you're so busy. I'm like, I'm so intentional. I like preach that over my life because I'm, I don't want to be a person of busy to suppress anything else. I want to be a person who is present to receive everything else, right? But there's cycles and there's reasons that we go through these cycles and through therapy, which I'm sure you, coach and train is this ability to remove yourself from the cycle, to look back on the cycle as an expression of who you used to be, but not who you are on the state you used to exist in on the bed that you used to stay in, but not the bed that you need to be in today. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just- and, and it's a, it's, it's a lot about, you know, you hear a lot of this stuff about mindset right now. And, you know, I think the, the scripture ultimately shares that whole idea about our mindset, you know, where we place our thoughts and our values and our beliefs. That's, that's how we're going to act. And, you know, when you look back on whatever's happened in your life and you're able to like identify all of the emotions, and then you're able to capture um, the thoughts and know whether it's truth or lies, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're able to try to break everything down that way and you can move forward and you know, God is there to help you and strengthen you. And of course there's scripture, you know, that backs all of that up. And, Best part and, ever. Everything's yeah. in scripture. Stop <laughs> scrounging, go get the Bible. Yes. And, and, and you know, there's hope. I mean, and, and it says that God is our stronghold, you know, he is, and, and I, yeah, that was my my piece to the Kingdom Women event in um, January is that we think of strongholds as things that hold us down, mm-hmm. you know, things that will not allow us to be free. But the scripture tells us that God is our stronghold. He is our protector. And he is the one that even though we go through all these things on life, he's our hope. And, and when we go to him and we lay everything at his feet, then he provides a way. I think that's so good. And I, as you were saying that, had the imagery of an anchor, right? And we know that he is our anchor. And no matter, like it is already said also in scripture that there will be trials and tribulations, meaning the waves are going to continue to knock you down, friend. It, it's it's an ever steady tide, right? There might be moments where yes. it's a less windy day and you're like, ah, I can enjoy this moment. Let me catch my breath. But be 
prepared. Stay anchored in who he is and you will not go astray. You will not drift. You will not have that issue. Doesn't mean you're not going to drown sometimes, but he's already there. He's already called you above the water. But the problem is, is we stay in this place where we think, okay, I got to stay busy. I got to keep going towards this this purpose. I got to keep going towards this prize, towards this goal. When ultimately that resting zone that you were talking about, that coming into the arms to be comforted by the father on the days that it's just really hard, you get to slow down. Your piece of the pie today is rest. Your piece of the pie today is being, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing that he is there in the midst. And the thing that you think you have to do, that you're freaking out, that you want to control so badly, like this is how it needs to end. And if I don't do it, if I don't show up for this thing, it'll all crumble. But guess what? He's the maker of all things. He's the maker of every component of your being, every opportunity, every asset, every liability even. He will come in as the stronghold to sustain you. And so it's a matter of flipping the lens. It's a choice. Gosh, I had to change the episode here. This is not faith, breathe, hope. This is faith, breathe, hope by choice. (laughs) Like, right we get to choose. The breath is given. The breath is, is already given because he chose to give us life. But the faith and the hope, that's on us. All right, quick pause. I love that you're tuning into this show. Really, your shares, your subscribes and reviews, even your listens mean a ton to me personally. And honestly, to all of us who put these shows out weekly for your listening pleasure. But are you ready? I think it's time that I put you in the hot seat for a question. If you're resonating with all of these multi-passionate, God-loving success stories, then I bet you have one of your own. Maybe you're even in the midst of that comeback. Regardless, there is a deeper message inside of you. I am sure of it. It's your why factor for living life. So here's the question. Why not turn that mess into a message by starting a podcast of your very own? It's time for you to amplify. And since I've been podcasting for a couple years now and I've trained dozens of shows into launch, I've also hit top of the charts across the globe. Why would you want to learn from anybody else? I'm also pretty fun. And so is my team. And we've put together this e-course. And don't stop here. Don't fast forward. Hold up. I know you're thinking e-course, me course. Everybody's got a course. But this one is truly as good as it gets. I give you behind the scenes, step-by-steps, My team is screen sharing exactly what they do post-processing. There are video modules and a workbook. Plus, we offer direct group coaching with us. No videos. Us live in action. Let's create that human-to-human connection. So really, there's nothing like it. I would encourage you to go check out TamaraAndress.com and check out the course tab. Once you get there, there's even a free mini course option if you want to see the behind the scenes and not really take my word for it. So you should take my word for it. You're here listening to me right now. So I appreciate you. We love you. We encourage you. But girl, boy, man, woman, father, dog, whatever, (laughs) it's time for you to amplify. All right. Now let's get back to the show. So talk us through from like an experience of emotion and grief coaching for your virtual summits, which you're now doing. Are you doing them quarterly, like consistently? Is that what you've committed to this year? We are. We are doing four this year. Our next one is coming up in April. And then we have uh, one in July and one in November. Amazing. So tell us like what what are the themes? Do they change? How can people get involved in that? Yeah. Uh, So the one in January was called Planting Seeds. 
The one that we're uh, coming up to in April is called Bearing Fruit. And uh, July is going to be a workshop uh, type summit that is called Reflecting Light. And then in November, we have Daughter of the King, which is Proverbs 31 woman, because most of it is, I mean, it's just about the woman who is a Christian woman who wants to just honor God in all aspects of her life. Mm -hmm. I love that um, so much. (laughs) And um, so, I mean, we have a a website, kingdomwomen.net, and uh, people can reach out through there. They can, you know attend the, the summits and they can be speakers. Different Absolutely. Hey, look at that. They're looking for speakers, y'all. We've got lots of people in our community who love to speak and share and share actually components of your testimony. I've had a couple other people um, on the podcast that I, I'll have to send you the links to afterwards to share and just commune further in, in the connectivity, right? Like he gives us people who have already either paved the way or have walked alongside you or are stewarding it just the way that you know how or a little bit differently, which gives you a new another tool to your tool belt. And so the recognition that even though we choose, even though Christina and I show up, doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt, doesn't mean that we don't cry, doesn't mean that we don't get overwhelmed, doesn't mean that busy doesn't plague us instead of intentionality, doesn't mean that sometimes I want to stay in bed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we got one shot. As our last podcast guest was talking all about that yesterday, we get one shot, y'all. I just want you guys to take note of that. Even in the midst of loss, there's a reason you're still there. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the rise at that point? How, how do you encourage people through your counseling to, to dust off those knees, you know, dry their eyes a bit? What do you say? Well, the first thing is... Um, you know, they have to know what they're going through. Sometimes we go through things and we feel and we experience emotions that we cannot identify. We don't know that we're fussing at everybody because we're grieving, you know, you know, we don't know that we're angry because we're sad, you know? And so just being able to know those emotions, identify them and work through them is huge. Um, you know, and, and knowing that once you're going through those emotions, knowing that once you are allowing yourself to feel, it's not as scary because you, you, you're kind of going through it. And also, like I said before, knowing God is always going to be there. Sometimes we look at things and we say, Oh God, where are you? I don't see you, you know, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm like, God, I'm praying and I'm asking and, and I'm seeking and I'm trying my best, but I am just feeling distraught and weary right now. Can you please reveal yourself to me? Because I'm struggling. And it's yeah. okay. Like you said a little bit before, God already knows our thoughts anyways, right? So why are we holding things back? Why are we afraid to go to him? He knows everything that's in our mind anyways. We might right. It's like speaking them out loud makes them more real, but they're already real. Whether you yeah. speak them out loud or not, because he knows, right? And you said what specific word is like the understanding of breath, right? And like breathing through it. And I just had some amazing women in Tulum, Mexico with me on a retreat. And it was the first time I ever did like coaching on breath work and the ability to be able to actually center yourself. And we look for God and he's right in our breath. He is the breather of life. That's how man and woman were established in the first place, all the way back to Genesis, right? So if you're looking for him, maybe instead you just need to breathe his air that he's gifted you again for today. 
And it's taking that mental space and that mental time out to just rest in that breath. Thank you, God, for this, for this day, for this moment, right? Even in the midst of my pain, I'm still breathing. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting uh, is when I first came up with that, with the blog, it was um, like life or life breathe hope or something like that. It was not faith breathe hope, um, but it was, it was because I felt like I couldn't breathe. The sadness was so overwhelming and I needed him to just help me breathe. And we take that for granted. Oh, so good. Yeah. And, you know, and then I found the word uh, Ruark, which means uh, spirit of God, you know, spirit breath. And I thought this is perfect because that's what we need is the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. to breathe into us so that we know what to do. We know how to live. We know that there's hope. And I I feel like, like it's the wind, you know, (laughs) and, 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 you know, I'll tell you a quick story. I I go for runs, um, trying to build back up my endurance. And, um, I started this year raising my hands on my run just in praise. And I thought (laughs) when I first started doing it, I kind of had this inner dialogue with God and I was like, God, I don't want to do this. I look stupid. These people are going to think I'm an idiot. I'm like, we're going around here with my hands up in the air running. (laughs) They're going to think I'm in distress, that I need some help, that somebody's chasing me or something like that. I'm like, no, just do it. And then what happened was like, I would feel the wind blow. And I was like, oh, yes, you know, God is moving. And so I did. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> it is it, a space of obedience. You know, it's, it's, mm, that's so good. And you know what, if nothing else, you know, you're, you're worshiping me, you're praising me. And if nothing else, this is to prove to you, not necessarily to everybody else, prove to you that you can be obedient and I'm going to be faithful. I love that so much. And I'm just Becoming a running lover. So I will say that I love to run. Woo. I, I, used, I used to lie and make my own bed in the idea that I hated running. Um, but I've always wanted to run. I'm in a family of runners. I've watched my parents run marathons, half marathons, get medals, clapped always on the sideline. I love to see the emotion that goes into a, a run, specifically a long distance run, but any run. I never, ever, until literally a couple of days ago, unlocked runner's high or what that even meant. And so as you're saying that and you just got your hands in the air, I remember in the middle of that run, just like raising my hands and I was chanting and cheering for my son to keep going. Here I am running and he's on a bike, but he thought he was going to get frostbite. So heaven forbid it's 50 degrees outside. And so I I remember having that moment and I was like, wow, I feel free right now. But I also remember the emotion I had gone running at the beach, which I love, love beach runs barefoot and any time of year, but specifically in the summer. And it was like springtime. So there was nobody on the beach at this point. And I was running and there was like, you know, people walking their dogs, right? Nobody was like sitting out, wasn't warm enough for that. And I had the overwhelming sensation to dance. Like, I just feel, I just want to dance. And I used to be in gymnastics. So ballet was always a component of that. I did jazz in school and things like that. And so I was like, you know what? I could worry myself with what everybody else thought of me. Or I could just obediently, like you said, this overwhelming energy, this overwhelming praise. Life had just been flipped upside down. And I was in a state of like, just thank you. Gratitude, right? That gratitude piece. Gratitude for my breath 
gratitude for the day, gratitude for the ocean, gratitude for the wind. I didn't have to be grateful for the situation. I didn't have to be grateful for the thing that I was like struggling with still. I didn't even have to be grateful for the choices I had made, but I could be grateful for his presence. Mm -hmm. So I stood there dancing on the side of the ocean and lo and behold, I thought I saw dolphins and I was so excited and I got my camera out. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys. And a humpback whale jumped, breached from the ocean. He fell back and I was screaming. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. And I'm like, show off for me, Jesus. It's the understanding that in those acts of obedience, the ones that we do when they feel the most hard, that God will show up in the biggest way because he wants to affirm his children. He wants us to know that we are loved. He wants us to feel that wind and that comfort. And yet if we never say yes to the thing that our spirit, him within us is saying to do, we never get to experience that freedom factor, right? So it was such a beautiful thing. And as you were saying that, I knew I needed to share because it was the only thing that was kept running replay in my mind. Yeah, that's such a, a sight for me as a photographer. I would have loved to have seen that. Too. Oh, yeah. I've got the video. I couldn't even take pictures because I was just like, oh, my gosh. But I caught the whole thing. I caught the whole thing. And and since then, I've got to go and, and show my kids humpback whales in Mexico and they're beautiful creatures. I think I love water. I love I love the ever flowing movement of water. Um, that change, just watching something that's always changing, right? We're so intrigued by watching the process of a caterpillar, right? That turn into butterflies. And my kids are in kindergarten and first grade. And so the first and second grade class at their school, they do this and they put them in the, to their little cages and they watch the process and they're so enamored. But the most exciting part is watching them fly right? Mm -hmm. The most exciting Mm -hmm. part is watching the final transformation, the flight. And so you as a coach get to partner with people through the grief, through the hard stuff. But talk to us about that, that emotion or that time or an example of when somebody took flight, what happened next after they were with you? What's the transformation like in that experience? Um, Well, it's, it's the transformation between this it's a thought process. It's a, it's a mindset almost. And I hate to use that because it's overly used, but um, it's this idea of, I can't into this idea of, I can, and we'll be okay. Um, Thinking that my, my mind can't go there. You know, I can't allow that uh, emotion to seep in. It would be too painful. I can't embrace it to this place where you take steps, small steps, you know, it depends on the person, but you take the small steps to walk through that and to feel it and to let it sink in and to try to process what it is that you feel and think about it and to say, okay, I'm kind of sitting in it and it's not killing me, (laughs) you know, and then moving a little bit further and past it. So you're almost like, I think about maybe like a mud puddle or something, you know, you don't want to cross it, but then you go a little bit and a little bit and you're finally on the other side. Right. And um, while you're in the, in the middle of the puddle, you have to make sure that you know um, what is from the enemy. Cause again, he's going to take that opportunity to like hassle you and say, Hey, you know what? This is not right. You can't do this. 
Mm-mm, no, no, no. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is you, you can, because God is saying, yes, yes, you can. Hold my hand. I'm going to get you across. And you have to be willing to uh, reach out your hand. And there's a great, um, like a, a caricature or a cartoon. Uh, it's probably like, a um, what do they call it? Memes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where um, Jesus is kind of kneeling with a little child and the child has this little, I think it's a little teddy bear or something, you know, that it's holding on tight to. Have you seen it? I have. I love it so much. Yeah. And Jesus has this great big one behind his back. So he's like, just, just trust me. He reach out, you know, reach out your hand to me and trust me. I have something far better for you. That's such a good analogy. I love it. I think, I think it's great, but it's so hard for people to grasp that for yeah. some reason. Um, you have to take that initial step. And I think one of the things too, is this recognition that we often take ownership or we allow ourselves almost a pass because we say, well, the enemy is doing this or the enemy has control over this thing. But I, through my season of hardship and, and walking through things that, like I said, were partially my choice, right? I I made a choice to choose these coping mechanisms. I made a choice to choose to do these things outside of my marriage, to not stand within the motherhood that I wanted to be, to not be the daughter or the friend or any of these things, right? And they're choices. And at the exact same time, I easily at first, because I think this might be a Christianese thing to do, to say it was the enemy. But Tamara, in my flesh, human flesh chose these imperfect choices that didn't add to my character. And maybe the enemy was at play at the rooted part of that experience at the first play when I didn't have control, when I was three years old, right? When I was five years old and seven years old and 13 years old and 17 years old, right? All these pivotal moments of pain in my life. Maybe the enemy was there, but every choice thereafter, it was because of that deposit that I told myself I played the own mental battle of I can't or I shouldn't or I won't or I'm not worthy or I'm not beautiful or I'm not capable. Right. All of these common threads that you hear people speak over their lives or owning. I am depressed. Are you or do you feel emotions that are connected to depression? Because you are a daughter, you are a son, you are called and worthy and noble. And those things are just blanket statements towards an action that you're choosing to do. A choice that you're going to stay in bed. Further deteriorates your body, further deteriorates your spiritual well-being, further deteriorates your mental well-being, and therefore... You own depression or a physical ailment or an emotional, like any of these things, right? But yet, if you get up, if you thank God for the breath in your lungs, if you recognize that today is an opportunity, that he's already gifted you life and what are you going to do with it? And don't let the enemy get in your way. He will. He will try, especially when you take ownership over these thoughts like I'm telling you to do right now. But what if instead of blaming, you take ownership, you change them, you change the habits, you change the bad belief system, and you show up with your arms raised and you say, God, thank you, even in spite of, I praise you, even if everybody thinks I'm crazy, I'm going to do this wild thing 
And I'm going to stay close enough to you that you are the whisper I hear instead of the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. Yes. Right? Yes. So I am, I'm honored to spend this time with you. I want to hear if there's any like last just overwhelming sensations of thought to share. And also where can people be guided to be closer to you? I know you mentioned kingdomwomen.net. Um, please check that out. It is an incredible resource. And I love the imagery and color palette, by the way. And hopefully I'll be speaking in the business sector. Um, so we'll talk about that later. But tell me, what's that last that last nugget? If someone was to only listen to the end, if they were to only read the conclusion. Okay. All right. No pressure, right? No, go. (laughs) No. So uh, the encouragement that I would give people is that, you know, to to know that we we have trials, know that you have a choice to seek out your heavenly father, know that he wants your goodness. You know, he wants to give you his good, his goodness in the land of the living, not just in heaven. Heaven is perfect. Um, Also to tell you that uh, stewardship, Okay, you mentioned stewardship a little bit earlier. I do believe that something that I've noticed in my own life is that when you make that choice to to pursue the kingdom, you know, he gives you little nuggets of things and it's up to you to make good of what he's given. And the more and more you prove that you're going to make good of what he has given you, you're a good steward, he will give you more. He will open more doors for you. Um, And it might not always look the way that you wanted it to look, but that's okay because you know that he knows better than anybody. Um, and then the other thing you also mentioned is gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very difficult to look at a space of uh, hurt and a space of pain and say, how in the world can I have gratitude? I have lost X, Y, and Z, and I am in this terrible place. But I promise you that if you can find one small thing to be thankful for, and you start thinking about that thing and how it enhances your life, then it will lead to another thing and then another thing. And it will just snowball. And before you know it, you will begin to have hope and your heart will swell. It's kind of like the grand chance, you know, his heart was two sizes too small. God gives us that ability to have our heart swell once we we have this uh, this whole area of gratitude and praise in our life. You know, just praising makes your heart swell with love and uh, peace and you know, just this this idea in this area of, hey, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I can hope, I can lean on the Lord, I can be obedient, I can be a good steward yeah. of every little thing that he gives me, even if it's very little. Yeah. Um, and as far as finding me, I'm on uh, uh, kingdomwomen.net, but uh, also I have christinareisinger.com, uh, and that is where I have stuff about the coaching um, and then my books. And well, I'm going to have another book. I'm writing Yay. a children's book. So oh, amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a process, but I'm excited. I already have an illustrator. And hey. um, the website that you mentioned, uh, our website designer is just amazing. Her name is Ruby Vanilla. And so I want to thank her right now. Just I can't take care of credit for the, the way that it looks. Well, she did a great job. So, but I really thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. Um, I'm on Facebook. We have a Kingdom Women group on Facebook that we would love for you to join. And, uh, you know, Instagram kind of like 
most of the places, not all the places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, we are doing, for those that are listening live today and will listen in the next couple of days, I'm actually partnering with somebody who does the Rise and Grind show. His name is Glenn Lundy, and it's for a flash mob. It's a kingdom flash mob that's going to be taking place on Reels and TikTok. And we're dropping it on Friday at 10 a.m. So if anybody's listening and they want to get outside of their comfort zone, if they want to praise Jesus, if they want to give him the glory, if they want to spread positivity, positivity, they have an opportunity to do so at riseandgrindmob.com. And if you're listening to the podcast version and not the live version, then it's over. But go check out the hashtag Rise and Grind and see all of the silly dancing, all of the blooper reels, and all of the goodness that's going to be spread into the world Christine, as you were talking, I was thinking about that word balance, which for the people of my community know that it like kind of makes me cringe inside because I don't really believe in balance. I believe more in this vertical alignment versus versus horizontal deposit. But as you were speaking, that that nugget actually got put back into my mind. And I was imagining you and I on like a, a scale. Right. And I had mentioned being a lawyer and you have that scale where they're like even even flowing. Right. And. I'm a ball of energy. I could literally do jumping jacks right now. I'm so excited to just like be here and be present and like receive the the energy that you have, which is very juxtaposing to mine. And it's so good that like God creates his children so differently to represent different sides of his character, to show up and showcase and just comfort people. I can activate you, but Christina, there is an air of just comfort in who you are. And I know part of that is because of the pain you walk through. So just to give you gratitude in this moment for saying yes, for getting out of bed and for showing up in your breath today to to pour into my community, but also to pour into yours. And so we honor you. Thank you. so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Hey, y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you, something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamara.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend. In my new podcast, Billy and the Goat, I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.